0: Okay. Here we are. Here we are. Episode ten. So, <laughs> so this is brown, burndown. brown burn down. Brown burn the brown burndown. The brown. The brown. This is brown burndown. burn down. Burn, burn, down. Down. The burn <laughs> down. Burn
1: down. brown burn down.
0: It's episode ten, so we can celebrate that it's episode ten. I do. Oh my gosh, this is so this is big. We've only been talking about this for the last nine episodes. The last nine episodes,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and we, as a special treat for episode ten, we updated our logo. Yeah, we did. You <laughs> might not have noticed because it looks almost <laughs> exactly the same, except there's no watermark.
0: Yeah, this is the new and improved logo 2.0. So now we're courtesy fash. of Tars and her very professional <laughs> photoshopping skills. My,
1: yeah, very professional, maybe illegal photoshopping skills.
0: Maybe it's illegal. Who knows? We like to live on the edge. We really, yeah. Come at us <laughs> if you. Yeah. But truly, come at us. Like I really want <laughs> someone to email us. <laughs> yeah, no shame, but. <laughs> For real. If you haven't listened to our Game of Thrones podcast, um, or the episode of this podcast about Game of Thrones, uh, you should go check it out, because it's currently our top three podcast. Yeah. Top top, top three episodes. So, we gotta go over the lies we told.
1: And we did tell lies. Ugh, tragic. (laughs) So, we were talking about Star Wars last week, and just to clear the air... While we are... While I am a fantasy nerd, and Raps is to some extent... Some extent.
0: mild, They dabble.
1: <laughs> you did. A dabble. Um, we are not as much science fiction people... Or I'm not as much of a science fiction person, at least. So yeah. my knowledge of Star Wars is limited. And especially my knowledge of the current Star Wars rendition is limited. Um, so... Last week we said that the main cast member who's black was named Poe. That's, that's actually Oscar Isaacs' character. Finn is played by John Boyega, and that is the black main character in the new Star Wars series. Poe is played by Oscar Isaacs, who is of Guatemalan descent. So,
0: my bad. Yeah. We're sorry, guys. Second lie that we took was also from the our episode last week when we started talking about fantasy. And we started talking about Avatar and how, like, Avatar was a movie about a whole different species. And yet somehow, like, they completely evaded using any people of color in it. We were wrong. Um, They did have one black actress, Zoe Saldana, is in it. Um, But, lol, she wears blue face. (laughs) And she Uh, wears
1: green face in the Marvel Universe. They really like putting her in colors so it's like they use a person of color but like as like an other
0: just generally like movies like avatar i feel like they feed into this culture of the white man going into unfamiliar territory and part of that unfamiliar territory is not being able to recognize or identify with the race of the people that is in that territory Mm. um and like in avatar it's People with blue skin, which I get, is like okay, I'm, they're not being racist towards blues. <laughs> the blues, <laughs> but it's still it just further emphasizes this point of like what is familiar versus not, what is self versus not. These movies are written by primarily like white people, so and that nope. was that was kind of a lingering thought. Yeah, an Avatar.
1: Let's move into lingering thoughts. I yeah, I totally agree. Mm. Okay, so lingering thoughts. Let's start with Game of Thrones, because it's still topical. Yeah. In terms of the stuff that's gone down, to update you, again, skip 15 seconds if you don't want to be spoiled for Game of Thrones. But they basically genocided most of the people of color. So that was cool. And then they killed off the one woman of color. On the entire show. In a really brutal way. That was like very like she was in chains. It was like very slave callbacky, Which is like also problematic. Because the only black characters were former slaves. And it was a whole thing. Um, but I think it like sort of ties into this larger issue. That we've been thinking about since we recorded that episode. About like really the characters of color not having any volition. Which speaks to having an all-male, all-white. Or primarily white writers room. It's really upsetting that like these characters even the people of color that are included in the show as side characters aren't even written to have like free will like it's just like they're so accessories so anyway that's the little additional rant about them another fun fact about the showrunners who are like really leading the charge in this truly Atrocious mm-hmm. representation thing is that they are creating a show called Confederate on HBO, which is why they're wrapping up Game of Thrones so quickly, is because they want to work on that project and some Star Wars projects. Drama. And yeah. It's a show, and I quote from the Wikipedia, which is a show in which the world ex- a world exists where the Civil War ended in a stalemate. So these people who have cast two black actors in their sprawling eight-season show that's the most popular show on television and just, like, killed one off in, like, a very, like, brutal and clearly tone-deaf way are gonna lead a show about the Civil War ending in a stalemate. Like, how
0: nuanced do you think that will be? <laughs> I'm honestly just shocked. Like, how does that even slide? Like, I don't know. I just think,
1: like, how can you possibly open that when race relations in this country are so bad already and have it be led by two white men? Yeah, That is just a wh- awful idea. Especially ones who have this track record of not portraying women and not portraying race in a... It's just it's like in a
0: very good way, yeah. No, it seems like a recipe for disaster, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty scared for them, but also, like, hopefully, it'll just be disastrous and they'll just scrap it and no one but then will that watch sucks. it. Sucks, yeah, sucks that it was at the expense of like finishing a good show or making a show better, right? Right, yeah. Uh, but okay.
1: in good news. The, yes. there's Game of Thrones prequels that are planned, and they've cast a lot of actors in them, and it looks to be very diverse. That's good. That's
0: promising. Also, um, showrunner is okay. a woman, so. Okay. That is, like, that should be the pre prereq for every show <laughs> that is made from here on out. I don't think that that's going to a What would happen?
1: Line. Yeah, so Lena Headey, who plays Cersei on Game of Thrones, I was, like, stalking her Instagram, as you do, as you do. And as you do. And... <laughs> And she has a tattoo in one picture that I was like, wait, what? And I sent it to Rabs, and it's like, is it Lakshmi? It's like a Hindu goddess tattooed on her arm.
0: Um, TLDR, she is not Hindu. Like, yeah. she's a vegetarian. <laughs> that's, like, that's it? That's that is her thing? thing? She, she like likes Buddhist philosophy. She's very much not Hindu, though.
1: Shame on you, I Cersei.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: It's clearly there are Indian influences on set. They're just not making it to screen. They're
0: using makeup to cover them. Is what it is. repressing them.
1: <laughs> in other <Okay>. news.
0: <laughs> in other news. Oh, the bitches. This is like the best news that we discovered over the past two weeks. We are loosely affiliated with betches.com Dude, their their top story right now on Betches.com is, did Harry and Meghan name their baby after a Riverdale character? <laughs> did like, they? They're so they're so on point. Like, someone went into work today and was like, all right, I'm writing this article. Okay. Now that we're 30 minutes into this. Hashtag Yonka watch. So, I feel like all of our topics this week are just kind of, like, blending in together. You know, like... Game of Thrones blends into Priyanka and Nick. This is still kind of related to Game of Thrones. So, um, big news for the past week is that Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner got married. They, they got did. married af- after the Billboard Music Awards. Is that what they're called? In Vegas. And they had this very, like, shotgunny Vegas wedding where an Elvis impersonator officiated the ceremony and they exchanged ring pops (laughs) and it was really cute I was a fan I guess in comparison to Mikyanka it was a stark difference
1: as Rob said, not realizing her pun.
0: <laughs> if you guys want to own the ring pop that they used during the ceremony, Tars found this. It's on eBay currently. How much was it going for? It's like twenty seven hundred dollars. Like, people are weird. People um, are weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Met Gala. They showed up in a look. I don't. I don't know how to describe it. Uh she looked like the Queen of Hearts, I guess is what we (laughs) could say. But I think it was Nick's costume. I mean Priyanka's costume was problematic, especially because of her hair. But Nick's was like straight up a brown man or outfit. Like and then especially given the theme, which was to dress like over the top, flashy, like uh with the intent of being gaudy, like why would you choose to wear Indian like that's like a regular Indian person's outfit with like earrings so, like yeah yeah so and exactly that's out, a great point he grew out a mustache for it like what are we saying is a mustache over the top now like I don't understand so I think that's a great transition into our main event don't you think so I think that's a great transition into our main event so this is a double feature episode and we're going to cover a couple of topics um, that have been in the news recently. Um, The first of which is Coachella. Everyone's fave. Yeah and primarily we want to talk about what people wear to Coachella. Um, Okay so yeah disclaimers that neither of us has been to Coachella. There is this trend and I think there's generally a trend with Music festivals in the U.S. of um, music festival, I think, is like a theme of dress, right? You wear like crop tops and cut off shorts, and for some reason, fanny packs seem to be really cool. Yeah, why is that? Uh, I don't know. Fanny packs and bandanas, and I was like, is the bandana because it's like in the middle of the desert? But people then, used to like, wear people... that to
1: spring fling though, and it was like
0: yeah. cold AF. Or even to like. What's the one in Sh- Lollapalooza, which is yeah. in, like, a city. Like, there's no desert <laughs> sand getting in your face there. Um, um, the biggest thing are people wearing bindis.
1: Yeah. I mean, so primarily the culture that is, like, historically has been really appropriated for our festivals is Native American culture, where people, for some reason, wear headdresses to these things. I don't get that at all except to say that it's like a fashion statement for some reason it's just so so problematic um but I think more recently this Indian appropriation thing has become like equally as prominent and is really enforced by a lot of celebrities who like will do their like cut off shorts and their loose like baggy sweatery things and like bindis and it's just kind of like do you you definitely don't know what it means. You definitely, like, I don't know, don't like have a perspective on Hinduism,
0: but it's just something that's become like a fun trend. Um, yeah. It just feels wrong, especially. I, okay, this is not about Coachella, but like, I remember in middle school, Limited 2 used mm-hmm. to sell Bindis. Like, oh, you could what? go get like a makeover. And like get bindies on the sides of your eyes and like (gasps) all over your eyebrows. That's really not okay. Yeah. Anyways, and so that's just all kinds of awful. Um, Yeah, that's really atrocious. Bohemian dress is just like dressed from. South Asia, that people are using as like this new trend in fashion. And it's like a lot of like flowy fabrics and kurtas and paisley prints. Like it's straight up using Indian fabric, textiles, cut style, and calling it like
1: Western trendy fashion. Wait, talk about paisley more because I honestly didn't know that paisley was Indian until like recently because I, I thought it was something that like originated with like what what Vera Bradley
0: Paisley is actually I think it's like a Persian pattern so you've probably seen them before it's like a teardrop shaped design with tons of flowers and intricate designs around it um, but I think it was Persian and it came to India with like the Mughal Empire so it definitely has Indian roots uh, Persian roots as well definitely not like vera bradley sorority chic you know and she just like has made an empire
1: off of that that's yep crazy because like what is vera bradley it's just paisley like that it's is just what the brand is
0: straight up just paisley
1: and like what you were saying earlier about limited too also i feel like that is so egregious but like we can like if, if a brand were to do that now like there would be boycotts for sure but like if you think about like I feel like this appropriating stuff at festivals has become more prominent in recent years with like the Selena Gomez you know mm. vibe when you're ready come and get it, sort of pseudo Indian stuff. So as much as we'd like to think that society's moving away from that, it's like just evolve, yep, exactly. Should it be offensive to wear someone else's culture as a costume or not um and the answer is like. Yes, like, it's, it's super offensive to wear someone else's culture as a costume. It's belittling, it's, like, otherizing, and it's also, like, exoticizing, fetishizing. All these things that we've talked about in the past 10 episodes as being, like, incredibly problematic in the way that white people view other cultures is, like, like emblematic of that is, like, the way people use cultural dress as costumes.
0: Exactly. So I guess part of this whole bohemian trend also you see it in you see it in fashion at like H and M and Forever Twenty One, but you see it in more high end fashion too and like kinda somewhere in the middle of that is like anthropology, which I personally consider high end fashion because oh yeah. It's expensive AF but That entire store is imported from South Asia, just like FYI. If you go to Rajasthan, you can buy items that they advertise. Yeah, they advertise them as like we're wholesale suppliers for anthropology and they'll sell it to you for a fraction of the price. Mm. Um, And you know that anthropology is marking these things up. Are they actually giving the money to the designers and the people who are putting the craftsmanship into making them? I don't think so. Um, actually, I do. I know so that they don't <laughs> because there's this article about it and it's just basically about, yeah, you can read it, it's in a sketch website. It's called ecocult.com. com. <laughs> this feature on anthropology where they basically looked at like their transactions and TLDR is that these designers aren't like getting any of the cut of the profits. Yeah. Honestly, we need to start this tweet. We should Yeah, so we can send Anthropology a strongly worded tweet. <laughs> this might be the week. Love it. Okay. Alright,
1: so because it's our tenth anniversary, we've been doing this for ten whole episodes. Um so we're proud of ourselves and we're proud of you for listening so we're giving you a special double feature typically we would split these into two episodes but we like you so much that we're gonna do it all in one and we're gonna continue to shamelessly capitalize on what people are talking about so started with Coachella we're moving on to Avengers specifically Avengers Endgame which to the surprise and delight of all
0: we saw we we both watched it guys (laughs) (laughs) It took us ten episodes to get here, but we finally have both watched a movie that we are going to opine about for the next, <laughs> like thirty minutes. So here we are. We've watched Avengers. We survived, and we're here to talk about we it. We
1: barely survived. My bladder was like really full by then. It of that.
0: was long AF. I wasn't expecting that. I really wish someone had told me that before I watched it.
1: Yeah, I knew, but I guess I didn't realize how long three hours is.
0: Did it? It felt like three hours. Oh, yeah. Like some movies like don't feel like three hours. That's what I love about. Okay, just shout out to Bollywood. But if you watch a Bollywood movie in an Indian theater, they will give you an intermission break, which is amazing. Which you need. You need, especially those movies are like three hours long, which it's amazing. But like you need that 10 minute break in the middle. Yeah, this movie was way too long basically this is kind of like in continuation of our theme or for our topic from last week which was the lack of brown representation in fantasy mm-hmm. um and we realized that that kind of holds true for superhero movies as well yep. totally and avengers is a great emblematic example of that because this movie okay let's just like run over this movie, or run give a rundown of this movie. You don't have to run over it. You're about to run Both.
1: over. it but um... it's on its way to becoming the biggest movie of all time. Okay. To get there, it needs to pass the two point eight billion that Avatar grossed. But it's currently at two point two six, and is the step. You're right, the second highest grossing movie of all time. I don't I don't right? Who knows? but I think it had the biggest opening weekend of all time. I don't know. It's very, 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 very successful.
0: And I think part of the reason it is so successful is because of this cast, right? This cast yeah. is huge. Literally and figuratively. Like mm-hmm. they it's like the longest IMDb cast list you'll ever read. And it's also some of the like biggest names in Hollywood right now. Great.
1: Totally. And like to kind of contrast this to the fantasy conversation we were having last week, like, fantasy has the supposed excuse of being based on history. Marvel has a similar supposed excuse of being based on comic books that, like, have been written for a very, very long time and are predominantly white. Again, that doesn't excuse the adaptations being entirely white. Just as a little bit of context. Um, but yeah, these movies are... these. Movies are huge. They've been, you know, what, 10 years in the making, mm-hmm. um, starring some of the biggest stars in Hollywood. It's the most talked about things, even though, honestly, they're not very good movies. Like, these are, like, I just remember, like, there was some overlap at one point of, like, when we were still talking about, like, The Dark Knight and some of the, like, grittier Batman movies in the same conversation as um, the Marvel movies. And, like, these are not Oscar. With one... No, no one exception these movies are not oscar movies they're cheesy they're like not particularly well written they're just like action like low stakes low like emotional investment so they're just like easy movies to watch that like really anyone can enjoy but not enjoyed that much so it's not like these are like standards for cinema cinema but also because of that they're not telling particularly nuanced stories like
0: to i think the detriment
1: of everyone
0: like oh for sure for sure Okay, well, so, since this is the brown burn down, the main problem that we have with this movie is that there is no people of color. Okay, fine, it's no with an asterisk. There are basically no people of color in this movie. Especially, okay, this is no without an asterisk, no brown people in this movie. There are no so, brown people. There are no brown people in this movie, which is also kind of part of our larger point, which is that there are just generally no brown superheroes. No brown superheroes. Yeah. Or even Asian superheroes, which we can talk about in a minute.
1: I think the other thing is like while there are people of color in the expanded Marvel universe, none of the original superheroes are people of color. No. But like every single one of them has a sidekick who's a person of color. And that to me is like Almost, it's not worse, but it's really bad. Like, not one of them has a white sidekick. Like, they're all people of color Just, sidekicks. Yeah. Like, um, both Captain America and, uh, Iron Man have black sidekicks. sidekicks yeah. Thor has a black female sidekick. Uh, who else? There's Spider-Man a- has an Asian sidekick. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Doctor Strange has an Asian sidekick, who we will talk about in a sec. <laughs>
0: um...
1: I mean, Black Can Panther. They are. That's okay, the Black, one.
0: That's the one. That's the one person.
1: The one shining which,
0: beacon. Which also it's really ironic because, and I think you said this before, like Black Panther did amazingly, right? Like, as in terms of like a movie strategy, like this was the way to do it. Like, yeah. if you're looking at numbers, like it produced great results, and then also just it was a very good representation of brown people and like i don't think a lot of people had ever seen brown people cast in roles like that before um and i think we can contrast the way that wakanda was like portrayed in black panther with the way asian countries are portrayed in movies like dr strange for instance he develops these like powers or whatever right benedict
1: cumberbatch a white
0: man yeah super white dude super white dude and he's like a doctor in his previous life and like has this horrible car accident sorry spoilers if you haven't seen that movie (laughs) but um he basically like becomes like a very spiritual person and goes to Kathmandu and like connects with like the spiritual side of him and he harnesses the spiritual powers within him to become uh to basically like manifest his superhero powers which is just like it's ridiculous it exoticizes an entire religion and culture it it, it's cheapening it's racist yeah it's racist okay it's cheapening like a thousand ten thousand year old tradition um reducing it to a cool mystical like superpower that benedict cumberbatch has in one movie and before him not
1: even like there was like an asian sensei somewhere that he got his power from he gets it from tilda swinton a white woman
0: like the whitest woman the whole literally translucent white woman she's translucent she's translucent (laughs) Poor tilda (laughs) i hope you're wearing sunscreen she's really white so yeah in general, these movies, I think they they fetishize, fetishize Asian culture. Doctor Strange was, like, the most egregious example of that. But Asian representation otherwise in the superhero universe just doesn't exist. Like, yeah, so
1: the only other example that I can think about, and, well, we'll get to your sister's example, but... Iron Fist is a similar is thing on Netflix, mm. similar yes. to superhero movie on Netflix, a superhero show. And the main guy, again, also has – he's, like, got the power of the Iron Fist, which is this, like, Asian thing. Like, I, for, I honestly don't even remember. It was so forgettable. But basically, it's, like, this Asian superpower that, like, now he has. And his, like, sidekick and girlfriend is also Asian, but for some reason, she doesn't have this power. Like, he, this white man, has this power. And funnily enough, that girl who plays his sidekick is also one of the Sand Snakes in Game of Thrones that we were talking about last week, who, like, is, like, Dornish and represents all races that aren't white. So this girl has a poor, like, this poor child has a history of just playing, like, stand-in racial, this poor girl. Um, It's ridiculous. Yeah. But other than that, like, no. Like, why couldn't an Asian have played any of these... Like, two, two popular examples in modern culture. Like, yeah, yeah, comic books, whatever. Like, doesn't it feel more logical to cast an Asian person?
0: Yeah. Shout out. My sister has a shout out to Wendy Wu. Home <laughs> Homecoming warrior. warrior. Who, I mean, that's not even really... Is she a superhero? I guess she is, right? Kind or of. Or she? she just really good at martial arts? Yeah, yeah, martial arts. Um... Yeah, that's the only example that we could think of. Not really. quite on the same level, but like it's not yeah, it's not even on the same well level. And I think the larger problem that we have with the, like the Avengers movie, for instance, which is kind of in line with just general qualms with fantasy, is that these movies have the capacity to do literally anything they want.
1: Ant Man sidekick is Latino. Captain marvel's sidekick is black. Like every single super... Name me a superhero, their sidekick is a person of color. That doesn't count. Like, casting someone as a token does not count. And I do think that there's, like, some amount of, like, handing over the torch. So, like, again, spoilers for endgame, Captain America gives over his, like, shield to his sidekick, who is black. Sam, I think is his name. I don't know, yeah. honestly. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, like, sort of, like, a... A thinking that like he will now lead he will now be Captain America but like do you think he's gonna get his own spin-off series of movies definitely not he might be More like cameoing not, yeah. in like the white woman's movie but like certainly not his own thing and like yeah, yeah so like you can have all these like they're the next generation or whatever but like these actors also like are not young if you're using them as sidekicks for 10 years obviously you're not gonna do anything with them when they're like 45 50 you're gonna like do something else. Like you're gonna start a new Spider-Man series with another white guy. Like it's just it's not the same keeping a side character as a person of color. And with that, there are no brown people who are persons of color. And that feels unrealistic. Like this Marvel universe is like a cast of like 50 people and not one single one of them was brown. Like, are you serious? Um Yeah. So that's annoying. Super annoying. And also, like, I would love to see a universe where like The brown person is not doing anything mystical, you know, like or like the Asian person isn't related to mystical. Like just like the war vet is a brown person, or like the like or the
0: drug like the drug lord mafia ringleader is like the brown person, you know, like yeah, that that a good villain. Just more representation generally of brown people in in this or i feel like brown people get typecast as the villain like in a negative way too like the yeah exactly so shout out to the asians in this movie as well
1: ken jong
0: is literally a janitor
1: who's in a scene for maybe three seconds and then dr strange's sidekick
0: yeah do you think Ken Jeong at least got paid well for it? Like that would be like no. a funny. <laughs> okay.
1: No. I think he was like I want to be in this movie and they were like okay we'll like write you like a half a scene. Okay. They're like general tokenism. There was like one gay character in there that was just so tokeny and just felt really
0: like oh yeah that was so weird we're inclusive and the women thing we're inclusive yeah the women thing was so forced and like preachy in a way that was not genuine at all
1: not that I think that's my takeaway from this movie is like not genuine and like I don't think every movie has a responsibility to be like the best in terms of race and representation and nuanced and like not every movie needs to be moonlight like let's ju- like let's just say that not every movie needs to be moonlight but if you are the biggest movie of all time or if you are a massive phenomenon with a huge cast it needs to represent what the world looks like and the entire world superheroes are not white like real life superheroes are not all white and like yeah. They, like, for some reason have representation from, like, Eastern Europe. Like, there are some Eastern Europe superheroes in there randomly, but, like, yeah. there are none from Asia. Like, it's just the choices that they made feel deliberate and feel like a consequence of having an all-white writer's room. So, yeah, just diversify the people who are writing your stories and diversify your cast, but also do something with that. Like, Game of Thrones and Avengers have the same problem. If you put people in there, give them volition, give them characters, give them identity that aren't just in service of the white Leads. that's not hard and throw reach. some brown people in there like reach, come on reach.
0: yeah totally we're reach. an
1: important demographic we watch long movies like we are there for right, long it's movies. in our
0: blood okay it's like in our blood it's in our blood it's in our bladders as well we, we are strong
1: clearly we're i strong. missed that gene but <laughs> we yeah we we watch these kind of movies you should really be pandering to us like a little bit more <laughs>
0: And that's the tea, guys. <laughs> nice. Should we do hot take? Yeah. Hot take. Let's do the hot take. Let's do take. Okay. Let's keep this short because there's really not much more to say about <laughs> this besides that it's just wrong. But our hot take this week is about pronouncing Indian names. Tars. How yes. often does your name get mispronounced?
1: Um... I couldn't even tell you because people just are, you know, like when you're doing roll call or like when you're on the phone with United or something, there's just like three seconds of silence. And I'm like, are you trying to say my name? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's me. Yeah, you know when there's the pause coming that it's going to be you. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so I feel like this hot take, it's, we're just echoing something that's been out there in media, primarily BuzzFeed recently, and that is that if you can put in time and effort to pronounce long names of white people, you can put the time and effort into trying to pronounce Indian names. The meme, I think, is if you can pronounce Daenerys
1: Targaryen, you can pronounce Indian names.
0: Yeah. Or the other one I saw, if you can pronounce Timothy Chalamet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good one.
0: You can pronounce other Indian names. Yep. Not other Indian names. Yep. Indian names are not inherently more difficult than, than white names. It's just that you're lazy and you're not yep. putting time into trying to pronounce someone's name. Just come up with something. There are Figure a lot it of out. Great strategies out there. <laughs> I think the worst thing is just to not even try to say someone's name.
1: I know. Just, like, nod and, like, like I'd rather you mispronounce and ask me and I can help you than you just, like, nod and then never refer to me ever again, which happens, actually, sometimes
0: to me. Yeah. It's rude AF. Rude AF. So that's mm. that. That's the I, hot take, I hope guys. you enjoyed
1: our double feature and our new logo. And
0: keep listening and you tell your about us.